Welcome to episode 10 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh, it's Saturday, uh, Saturday the 8th of June, coming at you with another episode. Um, and it's a rush job tonight. Oh, I know. I know. It's a rush job tonight. Um, it's quarter to 11 at night here in the UK, England, Europe, just about still Europe these days um yeah uh it's late people i've left it to the last minute i'm essentially um doing what i did in my exams doing what i did with everything at school just a rush job right at the end so uh sorry about that if you've been waiting for it today it's coming out literally just about on saturday um basically uh well not even basically uh i've been to a gig um and uh i um have uh, i was just distracted there my mate's calling me on my mobile fucking hell uh, quarter to 11 at night sounds like woman problems <laughs> um i'll give him a call back in a bit uh yeah so um yeah i've been at a gig uh i opened a gig tonight in stoke on trent uh, Burslem, actually, which I don't know if it's an area of Stoke-on-Trent or something like that, but uh, it's Ruffle Comedy Club, uh, roll on floor laughing, and um, yeah, I was opening that tonight, so I've literally just got back, managed to just open a beer up, and um, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm rushing this like fuck, I ain't gonna lie to you, gig was nice though. Even better about the gig, even though it took about an hour and 45 minutes to drive there. It was an hour and 45 minutes back as well. And I just missed. They're just putting out the cones when I got on the M6 with the lorries, the cone lorries to uh, take everything down to one lane or do a fucking diver or what they usually do. But I just managed to zip through them. And just overtook them just before it got to the 50 zone. It was fucking dream, I tell you. Uh, opening gigs, that's the good thing about opening gigs. You miss all that shit because on the way home, they start doing that about 9 o'clock at night. And it was uh, I got out of the gig about, like, I don't know, it started at 8. Uh, must have, first section that I was in, uh, there was Compare doing 10. She did about 10. And um, then I did a 20. So I finished around about half eight, got out of there about quarter to nine. And then I was bang on to the motorway and fucking missed it. Ah, oh dear. Missed it. Let's have a little sip of this beer. Sorry about that. I am. Uh, I need to chill out now. Uh, that's it. Uh, bottle of Budweiser as well. Other beers are available, but the gig was nice. Uh, it's in a nice little, um, nice little, uh, it's like an old post office that they've converted into a um, uh, a club. Uh, I think they do other stuff in a week, but like at the weekends, Fridays and Saturday nights, it's like a comedy club. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's quite nice. It's a bit of bit and sawdust sort of place so uh it's heckle fucking central heckle and chatty central but um it was all right it weren't too bad um for me tonight so i was quite happy with it 
there was a there was a couple of wankers in the audience as ever it's always a little bit like that at that club you get a couple of little fucking pricks who have um drank a little bit too much uh some geezer who was from bradford uh traveled down for the weekend because i just want somewhere else to fuck my missus as he said nice uh very different audience to uh some of the audiences i've played this week like cambridge i did the other night very very different very middle class fucking audience in cambridge who were a little bit hard work for some of the acts i think um they were right with me um it was a new material night uh running out some new stuff um but uh they were right for me but uh i'm gonna say that anyway and i you know what I mean? I'm going to say that, but they genuinely were. <laughs> they gen- You ask any fucking comedian how they're doing. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm taking over the world. And uh, that is not necessarily true, I don't think, because I've seen their acts. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Here we go, straight into it. But, um, yeah, last uh, tonight was uh, the last gig um, tonight was nice. It was all right. A little bit heckly. Um, a little bit quiet at the start, um, but then they got into it and they were okay by the end of it, which is what you want, really. Um, nothing too, nothing too dramatic happened. Um, but that guy was a little bit cunty. There was a chatty woman on the front row as well. Just, I think I asked her something and then she just wouldn't shut up. And I don't know, I think I threatened to hit her. I asked whether it was appropriate in 2019 to hit a woman with a mic stand um it was a low that was a low point it got a laugh but um yeah that was a low point of the gig i've got to stop threatening people at gigs <laughs> just traveling the country threatening audience members to shut the fuck up jesus just let people do their thing i don't know what people they get out of it i don't know what they what they ex- the best is gonna happen what they expect is the best that's gonna happen out of fucking heckling a comedian but they do it it's the old bravado, the booze and the fucking insecurity. The geezer from Bradford was obviously there with his missus, so he wants to be, you know, he wants to put on a good show for her, doesn't he? And um, it's it's like I've chatted to you before. It's a bit of the alpha male thing there. But, um, you know, you just combat that with being extra cunty to people. <laughs> you know, you've got a mic. Uh, you've got a microphone and an amplification system. You should you should be able to handle that, you know. But it wasn't too bad. It was all right. And I see a couple of acts that I haven't seen for a while. So we had a little bit of a chat backstage, uh, which was nice. And um, and then I managed to Joe Cool it all the way home, um, missing all any diversions. I still hit the 50 mile an hour zone, which, have, oh, Jesus, it goes on forever on the M6. There's two of them from Stoke all the way down to Birmingham, and then it stops for about 10 miles, and then it starts up again. Jesus fucking Christ. It's, uh, yeah, so it's, not, it's the bane of a comedian's life, that is the 50 mile an hour zone, especially this time of night when you're sort of like drifting in and out of things. And you got that come down after a gig of the adrenaline rush, and then you hit that bit where you get fucking knackered, and um, yeah, you uh, you just like you 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 hit the fifty zone, and then you just start drifting 
towards like the left hand uh, side of the road into the barrier. And every now and again, you just boom, shake and wake yourself up when you hit the rumble strips. That's what they're there for, I suppose. That's what they're there for. But it's been all right this week. Gigs wise this week, it's been okay. Ran out of Bit of new material earlier on in the week. Uh, weren't in... Actually, I did no material at all in Peterborough. Um, there was a very small audience, uh, and uh, it was nice just to have a chat and piss about with them, to be honest. That, that was a fucking nice gig. And got a couple of nice gigs off the back of that gig, and then... Um, Cambridge was tricky, but they were all right. They were just apathetic. They were just like, that. that is the um, fucking kryptonite for a comedian. That is an apathetic audience. People who don't really give a shit, don't really clap you to go on. Um, you know, just don't really want to talk if you're, you know, not that I ask loads of questions to the audience or anything like that. But it's nice to have some sort of fucking response. If you if you throw out a rhetorical question that seems like... There's a fine line being a comedian between having no response to, like, a rhetorical question that you're asking and, like, too much of a response. If anything, it was a yin and yang situation between that gig in Cambridge and the one tonight in um, Stoke-on-Trent. Uh, where you've got, like, in Cambridge, where you just, like, you was you just couldn't get anything out, a response out of the audience. Um, and then tonight, you just couldn't get them to shut the fuck up. And then going on to tangents. And because they've got a fucking Stoke-on-Trent shit-gargling accent that I, uh, I, I believe I described it as this evening, I'm not sure. There was a lot going on. Um... But, uh, yeah, I couldn't fucking understand the word they were saying. Some woman at the front, her accent was so broad, wearing, I don't know, leopard print or something like that she was. She... <laughs> leopard print from the 80s and just wouldn't shut her fucking mouth up. Jesus. Uh, never mind. Uh, it's over now, Ben. It's over. But apart from that, it sounds like it was a shit gig, but it went all right. Uh, I was quite happy with it. It was a bit up and downy. Some of the little bits of dark stuff they didn't really go with because I I don't think they understood really whether that was you know whether that was a punchline talking about suicide or or not. I don't <laughs> I don't know. They just seemed a little bit shocked, and then at other times they really went for the stuff. So yeah, you get that sometimes. That's, that's what you get sometimes. But um, I'm back now. I'm enjoying a Budweiser. Other beers are available. Not in this flat, they're not. Not in this flat. Not this evening. There's a little bit of a, another bit for me there. That's that's my little treat, that is, uh, coming back to that. Like, that's what I was thinking all the way home. I can just go home, have a Budweiser, stick a pizza in the oven... Get the old fucking podcast done and we're done. Um, but, uh, yeah, so apart from that this week, it's uh, it's been a busy week gig-wise, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, various other stuff go- various other stuff going on. I feel like a news reporter updating you with stuff. But um, uh, I'll tell you what, making the, um, missing the, uh, 
missing the cones being put out today, uh, tonight, well, that was just a godsend. That was like somebody shining down on me. It's the best thing because I saw them pull out just ahead of me. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. If I can just nip round them. And then I saw them just putting the cones out and trapping everyone behind me because they seem to go in two lanes. And then everybody has to queue up behind them. And I just nip round them. And I was like, sweet as fuck. So, uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty sweet thing. After a bit of annoying thing happening, uh, getting ready for the gig and my fucking runner bath because that's what I want to do. Like, just chill out, loosen up. I don't want to pull any muscles when I'm at a gig. So I loosen up, have a bath, have a bit of a relax, and then get into gig mode. Um, and then ramp up the old music on the way to the gig. But I ran a bath and the fucking water came out yellow. I don't know. I had to check it at first. I had a shower this morning. So I had to think, did I have a piss in the shower this morning? And that's just that. But apparently not. Uh, because it's coming out of the um, it's coming out of the sink as well. So my boiler's fucked. That's what happens, people. Just when you think you've got everything sorted, something will come out of the blue and knock you fucking for six and inevitably cost you money. That's the thing. It just inevitably costs you money. There's something around the corner all the time. A lot of literally at the end of, uh, I'm saying literally a lot, like I have at the end of last month paid off my credit card, got everything sorted. I am down to zero on the old credit card. And you think that's it, right? I can start banking a bit of cash now putting a little bit of cash away. But no, because the old fucking boiler's gone and fucked up. So there's yellow water coming out of the boiler, which I Googled, obviously, because that's, as I've spoke about before on the podcast, that's all we do these days. That's it. You don't have to know anything these days at all. All that shit, not that you use any of that shit that you learn at school, trigonometry and that sort of thing. I'd never, never had to, in my adult life, work out the area of a fucking triangle. Half of the shit they um, teach you at school, you can just, like, forget instantly. They just... School could be cut down to about five years, I reckon. That could be it. Just five years of school, you learn how to read, write, and use a calculator. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know in life. That's it. All trigonometry or or what or the, the table of elements. I know there's probably people listening to this saying, "Well, I can um I can name every element in the table of elements." Well, how has that unless you're a scientist or something. You know, unless you're a scientist who's working with chemicals, you're going to need to know that shit. You know, first day on the job, you're going to need to know that shit, aren't you? I imagine that's the test. List all the uh, elements on the table of elements. But I've never needed that. You know what I mean? I've never needed any of that shit that you learn at school or who was fucking... Uh, who was Prime Minister after uh, Disraeli or uh, or Gladstone or someone like that? You know, I've never needed to know any of that shit. And you don't need to know that shit anymore because you can just fucking Google it. That's, that's what they ought to teach you at school, how to Google. 
That's all you need to know. How to like write, obviously, because you you're gonna have to type it into Google. Although you don't even have to spell it right these days, and it'll just. Did you mean this? Yeah, I did mean that. I'm retarded enough not to be able to spell it, but that's what I meant. Thank you, Google, for helping me out of this uh, black hole of lack of intelligence that I have uh, managed to create for myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I had to Google. Uh, I had to Google the yellow water. I thought at one point I thought, oh fucking hell, it's been raining today. I hope like the sewers haven't like overflown and it's just sewage water come out of there i still had the bath though i still had the bath i just want you to know that because it was slightly even sewage water the way i was today uh i was a little bit sweaty uh after this afternoon i thought even sewage water is possibly marginally better than my own stinking filth at the moment so i'll take the risk um but yeah so it's it's rust or something like that in the fucking boiler and then you inevitably end up um googling boiler prices and um and then looking at those and going oh fucking hell jesus i didn't realize boilers were so expensive they just heat water it's a fucking you know a better version of a kettle isn't it you know you just uh you're just heating up water there me old fruit you know, I don't know why I have to cost about two grand, so uh, I might have to get somebody in to fix that. Um, that's, the, that's the way things go, though. You always think, oh, life's sweet, life's going great, you know, and then something's round the corner just to fucking punch you, give you a little rabbit punch in the kidneys. So um, a prime example of that was actually on the way to the gig tonight. I was driving down, uh, driving down the M1, and uh, suddenly, like, all of the clouds went, because it's been raining all day today, all the clouds went and the sun came through and I was going over, like, a little hill bit and you could just see, like, all the fields, um, all the countryside and the fields and that, and it looked fucking beautiful. It made me proud, people, proud to be an English man. You know, driving down, looking across the English countryside, it was fucking beautiful. Made me that proud to be English. I I even debated whether or not to in, invade another country and steal all their antiquities. That's how English and proud to be English. It made me. And uh, and then, like, as I was just enjoying that, a load of bird shit just went whack straight across my windscreen. That is a fucking... That's, that's, that's what life is. It's driving down the road, enjoying the countryside, being at one with nature and then getting bird shit in your view all of a sudden. Just something there just to fucking knock you down and spoil that fucking moment. Yeah, it sounds cynical, but... um, (laughs) Uh, Are you sure that gig went all right tonight, Ben? Yeah, it went all right, yeah. Uh, I'm not cynical because of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's what it is, isn't it? Like, there's always something round the fucking corner just to give you a little fucking kick in the balls. Don't get, I must have, like, if there is, you know, different lives, if there is, like, a past life that we, I must have been a right fucking asshole in a past life for the amount of shit that seems to be fired my way 
just when you, it's like that, um, that uh, quote, it's, it's, I feel like Michael Corleone in uh, The Godfather Part 3, just when I'm getting out, they pull me back in. That's it. Um, Jesus. There's a, there's a film quote for you. That is that is a very underrated film as well, The Godfather Part 3. Everybody slags it off. But, you know, one and two were that good, weren't they? One and two were that good that three was never going to follow it, were they? Uh, not with Andy Garcia anyway. Was it Andy Garcia in that? Yeah, it was Andy Garcia. But um, they were never going to follow it with that anyway, were they? But they had to finish the story somehow, you know? After they couldn't just leave you hanging. They've got to take it right to the end of uh, Michael's life in that, haven't they? Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. So, um, what things have pissed you off this week, Ben? Well, that did certainly did this afternoon. That's for fucking sure. Having my yellow bath and then thinking it's rust in the system. I don't know if I just told you that a minute ago. Um, yeah, it's some sort of rust in the system that's made that yellowy water come out and it was like just flush it you have to leave your tap on and flush it out or i don't know i need to i need to re-google man i need to re-google what i've already googled there was a lot of information there uh a lot of wasted information like my school days getting back to that um a lot of wasted information so um yeah, I need to, like, fucking fix that now. Jesus, something else, in it? Something else. Last week, MOT costing me money. This week, well, not even last week, last episode. Maybe it's this podcast that's uh, making things, these things happen in my life. I might be, uh, I might have to be a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> but things that have pissed me off this week. Um, I watched, uh, I didn't watch, I saw, um, I saw an article. Um I saw an article, uh, I think it was in The Sun or something like that, but uh, the one of them trashy, fucking awful red-top newspapers. Yeah, it was an article, and let's have a look. Let's bring it up. It was an article, um, and it was like, oh, just a fucking, there's nothing like a woman scorned, I tell you. Uh, and this is one of those articles. Uh well, let's let's bring it up and have a look at it. Uh, I flogged my husband's forty-five thousand pound footy memorabilia for a just a fiver after he was pictured with a mystery blonde at a match. That's a woman who. Uh, let's have a look. A furious wife got revenge on her husband by flogging his forty-five grand's worth of football memorabilia for just a fiver after she spotted him at a match with a mystery blonde. That's all in the toil. Shelley Cohen, 41, from Warrington, Northern Bird, has been married to Paul 35 for nearly a decade, but was sick of being a football widow. The stay-at-home mum who spends her life running around after her three kids. Only don't have that many kids then, sweetheart. You know, just say no. You know, she spends her life doing that, which means she probably doesn't work. I know, she might do, ladies out there, she might work. Uh, she became infuriated by Paul always prioritising football. Not by the sounds of it, if he's got three kids. <laughs> he's not always prioritising football. Every now and again, he's looking to get his end away by the sounds of it. 
The final straw came for Shelley when Paul lied about being at work one weekend. Instead, the business development manager, don't know why that's relevant, um, unless he develops a business to buy back his memorabilia, um, uh, went to watch his team Manchester City play. But he got caught out when Shelley's best friend spotted him on TV. It wasn't Shelley's best friend. Let's be honest, was it? It wasn't Shelley's best friend. It was Shelley. Shelley probably thought, oh, shit, he's saying he's working at work today and Man City are playing their last game of the season. Uh, I wonder if I can see old Paul there developing some business uh, with a hot blonde. Uh, she, uh, the friend text Shelley immediately switched. Uh, Shelley immediately switched on the TV. It was fucking already on. She ain't working, is she? It was already. She just changed it over from CBBS. I imagine her fucking parenting technique. Uh, yeah, there's there's the telly. You three now. I'm off to uh, off to uh, flog daddy's fucking memorabilia on eBay. Uh, she she told uh, Fabulous Digital, never heard of it. I don't know what that is. I'm still quite convinced that lady in the picture was not just a bystander, as he play uh, as he claimed. So basically, she saw him on TV and decided, uh, thought he was fucking a blonde woman who apparently, allegedly, he uh, said uh, was um, just random, some random single blonde woman sitting in a stadium. Uh, she'd gone to the game on her own, this blonde woman, and he'd gone to, yeah. We know the score there as well, don't we? Really. Uh, he's He's gone to the game with a blonde bird in Brighton. And, uh, but his wife, I don't know, people are applauding her like she's some sort of fucking hero. Uh, and the kicker on this is, like, his wife sold all the um, football memorabilia. I had about 45 grand's worth of football memorabilia. Jesus. Don't know how he's fucking accrued that much. But um, 45 grand's worth of fucking programs and that. Oh, yeah, look at this. It was three generations where so he had his granddad's stuff, his stuff, and his dad's stuff in there. Ah, oh, the stuff going back to, like, the 1940s, 1920s. Oh! See you later, legacy, for the old grandparents and father. Uh, and old Shelley has fucking flogged it for a fiver, the whole lot. Now, I don't know about you people. I don't know about the women out there and that. Um with regards to this, but I'm not being funny, but um, flogging 45 grand's worth of for a fiver, you know, that's that's clearly done to piss him off and just to piss him off and only piss him off. That's it. She's not thought of her, her future there. The, the, the kicker of this is they're still together. There's a bit of tension in the relationship. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> uh, it's not the first time a Spanish temper has got the better of her, he says, but she knew exactly what those items meant to me. Yeah, but you're still with her. Jesus. And she's just blown, she's just spunked 45 grand of football memorabilia for a fucking fiver. I bet somebody looking at that fucking snapped it up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Nothing like a woman scorned. That's what they say. And the geezers just took it. 
There's got to be some rep. Surely, there's got to be some retribution or something like that, hasn't there? You know, I know you can't hit women, but Jesus. No, I'm not suggesting hitting them. You know, just like maybe Paul's the best, done the best thing and just stayed with her and continues to fucking gradually drag her down and get your 45 grand back that way. Oh, Jesus. The couple are still together, but a pal admits things are pretty tense between them. That pal doesn't exist. I love I love all this in uh, in articles where they get uh, the, the sources from a pal or uh, a friend suggested or a friend commented or someone they know commented. That fucking doesn't exist, by the way. It's just the fucking newspapers looking to put a fucking, like, human angle on it as if they've got, like, you know... All of the so they've they've Shelley's sold the story and then they've rang up all their friends and said Shelley, you got any pals who can corroborate this? Well, I've got such uh, old Paul's friend here. Things are pretty. What do you say, Paul's friend? Things are pretty tense between them. Fuck off. There's so much bullshit in these articles, but uh, I do uh, I do like the fact that um, uh, she did that. That that is fucking oh. That is awful for someone to do that to a business development manager as well. <laughs> to do that to a business development manager, to make that sort of horrendous sale of losing 45 grand and selling it for a fiver. I bet she kept the fiver as well. Fair play to her. Um, she, she kept the fiver and then spent it on, um, bleach to bleach her hair blonde so she could be like the woman that, uh, <laughs> there's a picture of her as well. Shelly Cohen was tired of being a football widow and she's looking very mournful, uh, in the picture as if she's been fucking jilted at the altar. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is so much shit. Fucking hell, man! That's that's like uh, that's like half an hour already. Shit, I'm gonna have to start lengthening these a little bit so I can cover cover some more issues. I seem to be uh, fucking going on a bit about stuff. <laughs> um, that is episode ten done and in the bag. Um, keep uh, keep listening to it uh, if you like it. Uh, send us a. Uh, Send us an email or something like that. It's podcast at uh, benbriggs.co.uk. You can like the Facebook page, which on Facebook is at the Ben Briggs Podcast. This is every Tuesday and Saturday, and we've just ducked in for the old Saturday there, just sneaked our nose across the finish line uh, for Saturday. Um, That is this episode done. So um, have a good weekend, guys and girls out there. Uh, I'll be speaking to you again on Tuesday. Take care of yourselves. Cheers.